About to listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo, pastor of Lighthouse Chapel International, Takare. Bishop Kwesi Ampofo has a unique teaching with a clearer understanding of the word. Get ready for an awesome time in the word and receive your blessing, healing, and prophetic word as you listen to Bishop Kwesi Ampofo. As I sing praises to your name. Give Jesus a big clap offering again. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Well, we thank God. We want to continue with what we have been studying, and we have been looking at the subject of blessings and curses. Amen. And um, last week we looked at how the blessing and the curse operates. And we looked at five ways. The first way is that a blessing and a curse operates through words. Hallelujah. If a blessing or a curse is going to come into your life, one of the main ways that curses and blessings operate is through words. Amen. And remember we read the story of um, Esau and Jacob and how the father wanted to bless them. And the father just spoke words over his life. And that was it. The blessing was transmitted. When you read the Bible, you will see that any time a blessing was being given or being placed on the people, it was through spoken words. Hallelujah. Any time a curse was coming, it was also through spoken words. So the first way that we learned was that blessings and curses are transmitted through words. Then the second mode of operation, we saw that the blessings and curses can also be transmitted through physical objects or places. Physical objects or places. I said physical objects or places. So you would discover that there are certain um, places that have a curse on the place or objects. There are certain items, certain clothes. Amen. So we looked at the story of Achan. Achan took the cursed objects from Jericho. And those cursed items brought a curse on the nation. Hallelujah. It brought a curse on the nation and they were defeated when they went to war. And then we can see that also a place like Jericho. A curse was placed on Jericho and um, a curse was placed on whoever would build it. Are you with me? So it's a place, but there was a curse. Um, the place that King Saul died, David placed a curse on those mountains because that's where Saul was killed. And so he cursed the mountains and said that the mountains will never have green on it. There will never be a tree and there will never be a vegetation that prospers on that mountain. And up to today, technology has been applied and still... They have not succeeded in making any green thing grow on that mountain. And it's about 3,000 years since the curse was spoken. Amen. So we see that blessings and curses operate through physical objects or places. Sometimes when somebody wants to bewitch you or curse you, 
you will see that the person steals your item. You know, they take your dress, they take your brazier, they take your special something, and then they place a curse on it. And that thing becomes a contact through which the devil comes into your life. And a curse begins to operate in your life and in your family um, by some of these things. Some families you have um, their fathers or their mothers taking um, um, family things like family gold, family ornaments, and you know, using it for their own selves. And then an Ebusiapenyo or somebody, um, an elderly person in the family may declare a curse. Are you with me? And you see that there's a curse on people. You know, when, when people go for um, ritual money, you see that usually there's a curse. That one is direct. They give you the money and they add the curse. They'll tell you. They'll tell you that we can give you the money. Just that. This curse will come on you. Are you with me? And they will choose to have the money and then survive the curse. You see. So you see that they have a lot of money. That there's always a story associated with the man or the family and his money. Amen. Amen. So we can see that there are curses that can be, or blessings that can be associated with physical things. When we come to blessings, we can look at the communion. Amen. The communion elements, as at the time when we are taking them as communion, become objects of blessing. Amen. The anointing oil, when it is being used on you, when David was anointed, when Saul was anointed, the anointing oil was an object of blessing. It was used. We anointed them. And then as they were anointed with the oil, it became the, the channel through which the blessing came upon their life. So whenever you have an opportunity for a man of God to lay hands on you or to anoint you, you should take it very um, seriously. Amen. And then the last point there is that when you read um, Hebrews chapter verse 1 says that therefore leaving the principle of the doctrine of Christ let us go on unto perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God verse 2 of the doctrine of baptisms and of laying on of hands amen now when you read Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 and 2 the Bible talks about six doctrines of Christianity are you with me six foundations this is like six principles by which Christianity operates. Now, one of them, the fourth one that is mentioned, is the principle of laying on of hands. Amen. Now, in Christianity, we believe that when a man of God or a holy item is, makes physical contact with you, there's the possibility of a transfer of anointing from a higher vessel to the receiving vessel. So when we look at the example of Jesus Christ, the woman with the issue of blood. The Bible says that she touched his garment. And when she touched his garment, like electricity current, virtue left Jesus. And so much was the transfer of power that Jesus noticed it. He noticed that it's like something has left him. So he began looking around and said that, who touched me? Because something has left me. Are you with me? So curses and blessings also operate through physical um, objects. Amen. Wow. Number three. We also saw that blessings and curses operate by the things that we do and don't do. Amen. The things that we do 
and then the things that we don't do. And then when you read Deuteronomy chapter 28, you said today we'll read um, some more of that to see some more of what we are talking about. But when you read Deuteronomy 28, it says that, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do. Amen. Everybody say to do. To do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Amen. So we can see that the blessing is going to come by virtue of what they do. Obedience to the commands that God has given. And God spoke and said that, if you obey the things that I've said, then let these blessings follow you. Amen. I said amen. So when you read the Bible, you see that there are so many things that God has said for us to do. Now as we do them, blessings come to us. As we do the things God says we should do. As we pay our tithes. As we go to church. As we observe the Sabbath. As we um, help the needy. As we help the poor. All these, when you read the Bible, you see that there are scriptures that connect them to blessings. That if you do these things, God says that I will also do so things, these things for you. Now when you go to verse 15, it says that, But it shall come to pass, if thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Amen. So here, once again, we see God is pronouncing a curse. Amen. And one of the things I will teach you is the source of curses and the source of blessings. Amen. There are about four or five main sources of curses and blessings. The main one comes from God. Amen. When we talk about curse, you don't want, in fact, many of us will not think that we are under a curse. But one way or another, a certain curse is operating against our life. You see, and it's because the general definition of a curse can be that a curse is a judgment from God. You see, on, it comes on you when you don't do his um, commandments. When God says something to do and you don't do it, God can judge, send a judgment. Or there is an automatic judgment that is in the atmosphere. As soon as you violate something, a curse will come. Or a judgment, the judgment of that thing. For example, the Bible says that one, a man shall not lie with another man like he lies with a woman. And then he pronounces a curse. So there is a curse on all homosexuals. Standard. Whether they like it or not. Even whether they are homosexual priests or not. There are curses that the Bible mentions. It will just come on you. People who sleep with their mothers. People who sleep with their sisters and their cousins. Hey. Curses. Can people sleep with dogs and goats? People do it. If you listen to Adam and you hear them <laughs> once they were interviewed I said to a woman who's goat I said the boy went to have sex with the goat and so they were interviewing the woman I <laughs> said she went to catch the boy red handed mercy so curses they come and the blessings they come from God and from other sources but we'll talk about that but here you can see that God is saying that if you don't obey my commandments then he says that um, all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. 
some curses can overtake you. Next verse. Then he begins to talk about curses shall thou be in the city. Curses shall thou be in the field. And the list goes on and on. We will look at them, God willing, today. We will look at some of them today. Amen. So curses come from what you do and what you don't do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If, if you pay your tithes, you will be blessed. Amen. Amen. If, if you receive a man of God, you will be blessed. Amen. Amen. If you preach the gospel, you will be blessed. Amen. You see, if you work for God, uh, Malachi chapter 3, if you work for God, you will be blessed. Amen. It says that you will see the difference between the son who serves his father. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So all these things, you know, if, if one of the ways of being happy in life is to identify all the blessings and do things that activate them. Yeah. A lot of spiritual acrobatics is not necessary. And many people are doing wild spiritual adventures which are not necessary. Amen. I mean, you want x y or z and you are doing some fantastic things they've given you some wild fasting regime you are paying some monies plenty things but what you don't know is that what you are looking for god has arranged it as a reward as a blessing for those who serve him and those who do certain things yeah there's a blessing for people who who are who look after the motherless and the fatherless so it is in your interest to look for an orphan and say you often look i don't really have any feelings for you but i've read this verse <laughs> and the verse says that i'll be blessed if i i i help you so i'm helping you <laughs> amen that, that's 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 the way it is hallelujah wow you see so if we can identify the things that brings you a blessing i told you about the mtn mobile money you know, usually December, Easter, I'm looking forward to Easter. They will say that if you do an MTN transfer of 100 CDs on your mobile money, they will give you 10 CDs free credit for transmitting 100 CDs. Yeah. So I call Pastor Raymond. I say, Pastor Raymond, it's time to do table tennis. You know table tennis? Coca, 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 Coca. So I will send him 100 CDs. When I need credit, I send him 100 CDs. They give me 10 CDs. Then I said, bring my money back. <laughs> when he also sends the money back to me, he also gets hundred uh, ten CDs credit. Then we are moving. After three days, we need more credit. We just shoot the money. Hundred CDs go, coca, and then he brings it back, coca, and then we are all on credit. Are you with me? Yeah. So that is how Christianity is also. You should be able to identify what are the things that bring blessings into my life. Yeah. And then when you see the things that bring blessings, you say, ah, Charlie, let's just be doing them. What do I need? I need this. I need this. I need joy. I need happiness. There are things that if you do, it would produce those things for you. Amen. So when we identify them and we do them, it brings a blessing to us. Number four, we also saw that blessings and curses come by being who you are. I say by being who you are. And we read in Joshua chapter 6 verse 26 the Bible says, and Joshua adjured them at that time saying cursed be the man before the Lord 
that riseth up and buildeth this city Jericho. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. So now a curse has been pronounced. Do you understand? And the curse will come on the contractor. But the bitterness of the curse will not be on him. Okay, it will also be on him because if your firstborn and your lastborn die, it's as good as dying yourself. You see. But going forward to First Kings, we see this is 500 years later. Are you with me? 500 years. 100 years. 100 years. 100 years. 100 years. He said, In his days did he heal the Beth- Bethelite build Jericho. He laid the foundation thereof in Abiram, his firstborn, and set up the gates thereof in his youngest son, Segub, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Joshua, the son of Nun. Wow. You see, so, now, Abiram has not done anything. Abiram has not stolen anything. Abiram's only crime was that he was the firstborn. And there was a curse on the firstborn of the one who built the city. So because he was the firstborn, the curse fell on him. You see, so there are some curses and there are some blessings that comes on you because of who you are. Amen. Yeah, and this is an example. The lastborn also received his own because he was the lastborn. Amen. There are curses that comes on thieves. There are curses that comes on people who break marriages. There are curses that come on people um, who are prostitutes. There are curses that come on people who don't pay their tithes. There are curses that come on people who don't give offerings. There are curses on people who are wicked. Are you with me? So you have to identify all these things. That is why you have to read your Bible. Because there are so many things you have to find out in the Bible. Yeah. For all you might know, you are under a serious curse, which is brought by your action. Your action has turned you into a certain person. You are a wicked person. Hmm? Even your children, don't give them food. As for the dog in your house there, forget. He should forget. I mean, he must become a master lizard, lizard catcher or something. Hey, wicked father, wicked husband, no compassion. All these things attract certain things to you, which we must be careful. So, a curse that comes on you because of who you are. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember Israel when um, Pontius Pilate washed his hands and he said that this man is an innocent man. He doesn't want to kill him. If they force him to kill him, his blood is not on him. And he washed his hands. And then the Pharisees and the whole of the assembly of Israel said that let his blood come upon us and on our children's children. Wow. They called the curse. That the curse should come on them. So the, the descendants will be experiencing certain limitations in, in life and they wouldn't understand it but you see their forefathers have called a curse on them yeah amen you see so the curse that comes on you for being who you are that is number four now today i wanted to do a list of blessings and curses but if i look at my list of blessings and curses 
I don't think I have that much time this morning to do it. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to give you um, five people who can curse you. Five people who can curse you. Five people who can bless you. Curses and blessings is like who, who can transmit a blessing and who can transmit a curse into your life. Amen. Number one is God. Number one is God. God can transmit a cursing or a blessing into your life. And we see it once again in Deuteronomy chapter 28. In fact, when we go to Deuteronomy 27, that will lead me to point number two. So, do you understand? The first person who pronounces a curse is God. We see it from Genesis. When Adam and Eve sinned, he pronounced a curse. He pronounced a curse on the serpent. He pronounced a curse on the woman. He pronounced a curse on the F. He pronounced a curse on the man. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then as you go on through the Bible, you see that anytime God is sending a judgment on the people, because of, usually because of disobedience, he sends this in the form of a curse. There was a time he cursed Israel and said that they shall be in captivity for 70 years. It was a curse. Some prophets were prophesying and were saying that they can be released. Their, their, their year of liberation has come. The year of jubilee. So many things. And then God said, no, 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 no. This curse is for 70 years. It will never go. So rather, marry, build houses, and be happy in your captivity. Are you with me? Because until 70 years, you won't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You get the whole thing. So, God places curses. God has made so many laws. And, and, and it's not surprising because God is not here with us. God is not here with us. You see? So, because God is not here with us, uh, he kind of cannot sort of physically control you. So, he just speaks curses. If you do this, this will happen. If you do this, this will happen. If you do this, a curse will come. If you do that, a blessing is coming. It's your choice. Blessing or curse, you can choose. Yeah. And God has pronounced them. God has pronounced them. You see, when, you, when, when we go to the golf course, some of the golf courses, there is, we, we have some special holes, like in Achimota, the hole nine. If you play a hole in one, a hole in one means that you're on the tee box, uh, and then you, when you played your ball, it went, you see, golf is advanced, Chaskele. It went straight... <laughs> For those who don't know golf, I just want you to understand. <laughs> it goes straight from the tee box, straight into the hole. Clung like that. It's called a hole in one. There is a blessing on that hole. If you do that, a car, you get a car. So if you watch the golf tournament, some of the holes, you see that maybe Chrysler has um, um, put a, a blessing or a bet on that hole. That maybe you see BMW has put um, um, money or a car on that hole. If you play a hole in one on that hole, you straight away you get a BMW 745i. Do you understand? So that is how God has done the system. You see, he said that um, if a man finds a wife, he finds what a problem? No. He finds a good thing. And what happens to him? He obtains favor. The man obtains favor from the Lord. 
Yeah. That is what the Bible says. Amen. Amen. So God, because he can't be here with you, always monitoring you. Even you can monitor yourself. So he's in heaven and he has just given the, the, the curses and the blessings. And he said, choose the one that you like. Amen. So the first person who pronounces curses and blessings is God. The second person who can pronounce a blessing or a curse on your life is your biological father. Your biological father. So your biological father can pronounce a blessing or a curse on your life. Wow. Many people will have to go and look for their fathers and their mothers. Some of us, we did not have the privilege of living with our fathers, but we lived with our mothers. Our mothers were like fathers to us. Amen. So your mother has become, your mother occupies the room of her father in your life. For some of us, it is an uncle. You see, some, for some of us, it may be not be a relative, but the person picked you up when your father died or when your family died and then they looked after you. They added you to their children and looked after you. That person has earned the position of a father in your life. And when that person speaks over your life, you, you have to be careful about it. You have to be careful how you relate with them so that you do not grieve them. Are you with me? Because when they are grieved, then they begin to speak out of their heads. And they will begin to talk about you in a way that will not bless you. And they will say that, hmm, as for that guy, nothing good will happen to him. Hey! One day, I heard a certain man curse a certain man. In fact, he said to him that you, you will carry night soil till you die. That if she was very angry. And the man had done something to the you. You will carry night soil till you die. I mean, night soil is a very diplomatic Kofi Annan way of saying something else. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? Your mother is saying something on you, and that is what he says. And when we look in the Bible, we see the example in, um, is it Isaac? Isaac, when he wanted to bless his children, he wanted to bless Esau, and then he told him to go and cook and bring, and he would bless him. And he blessed him, and his brother came, and the brother wanted a blessing and he said okay let me bless you but even in the blessing there was a curse he said to him that you shall serve your you will be a servant to your brother you understand the whole thing so your your biological father you see or guardian can place a curse or place a blessing on you some of us we should go to our fathers and tell their father can you bless me? You can, in fact, you can, after you've known all this, you can write that things, look at your life, look at the things that are crooked, list them, and say, Father, can you repeat these things over my life? The third person who can bless or curse you is your spiritual father or a pastor, or let me say a man of God. A man of God can bless you or curse you. Hey! A man of God can bless you or curse you. And, and you see from number two, number three, and number four, you see that they are all people of authority. So a man of God can bless you or curse you. Deuteronomy chapter 27. Let's quickly look at Deuteronomy 27, verse 11. And Moses charged the people the same day, saying, These shall stand upon Mount Gerizim to bless the people when you are come over. 
Jordan, Simeon, and Levi, and Judah, Issachar, Joseph, and Benjamin, and these shall stand upon Mount Ebal to curse Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all the men of Israel with a loud voice, Cursed be the man that maketh any graving or molten image, and then they pronounce curses, and then they pronounce blessings. I think life is basically made up like that. It's like the blessings to help you and the curses to correct you or to prevent you from crossing your boundaries, which is very important. Amen. Because a father cannot decide to sleep with his daughter. You see, so when those boundaries are removed, you see, and God created the human being and saw that the human being can have that tendency. So he placed the curse. Yeah. He placed the curse. He placed a curse on a man who becomes attracted to a fellow man and, and follows the attraction through. You get the whole thing. Which means that I think it is not surprising for a man to be attracted to another man. Because the Bible says that Jonathan and David, the love between them was stronger than the love for, for a woman. But you cannot follow that attraction through. You get So there's a boundary. There's a boundary on married men and how you operate. You get the whole thing. Otherwise, we we'll all decide that all the fine ladies in the church, suddenly the Lord has spoken to us. It's, it's unfortunate. So the cases were supposed to bring a check. When they were entering the promised land, Moses arranged the, 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 the patriarchs, six on the left and six on the right. One to pronounce blessings and one to pronounce curses. And the curses, next week we're going to, you see that they summarize all cases. A curse on parents, on obeying parents, a curse on um, thieves and people who do injustice, a curse on people who have immoral and um, um, sexual kind of offenses. There were six groupings there, which we'll look at maybe next week. But today I just want to show you that when they were pronouncing the curse, it was these men. They were like priests. They pronounce the curses. So a priest can pronounce a blessing. And many of us will know a priest to be a man of blessing. Yeah. But many pastors have cursed people out of their pain. Yeah. Somebody who has left the church and the person begins to say all sorts of things. The man can say that this man will never prosper in life. He can say it. You see, when he says it, it is done. Remember Proverbs chapter 6 verse 2, thou art snared by the words of your mouth, thou art taken by the words of your mouth. So we've looked at the God who cares or bless you, and uh, your father cares or bless you, your um, man of God. When we talk about the father, you can add mother. Mother too can bless you. Amen. Amen. Mother too can bless you. Yeah. So we've talked about the man of God who can bless you. Then the next person who can bless or curse you is your teacher. Your teacher. You see, they are, they, he's a person of authority. You see, as soon as your child, even my child, when they go to school from about class one, class two, and we are teaching them something, you say, no. Teacher didn't say that. You say, I am saying that. You say, no. Teacher didn't say that. Teacher didn't say that. So what you are saying cannot be. Wow. So teachers assume a certain role of a certain position in the life of the person. And that position gives them a certain mandate. 
positions them in a place where what they say about the child is very important. It can make or break the child. You see? So a teacher is also like that. So teachers, you should be very careful. You shouldn't speak by heart over the children. You shouldn't say, look at, look at your head. This head, nothing can stay in it. When you say, look at your head, this head, nothing can stay in it. Huh? So your head like, your head is like, nothing can stay in it. I can say he said this like, he said it's like this. Say, nothing can stay in this head. Say, well, born. I've been teaching for 15 years. I've not met a child like you before. I'm born. You will never do well. You see? So you ha- have a lot of teachers. And nowadays, you have a lot of unprofessional teachers who just talk by heart. Hey! I was reading the report of one young girl, the teacher had written that she is very loving and caring. So I, I was wondering what kind of statement. Is this? You should either say good, excellent, or something. But what do you mean by it's very loving and caring? <laughs> so teachers, teachers are very, very important, you know. And people in that kind of role, curse or bless, you see. I, I don't, I don't, I've not researched a lot into house helps and so on, but certain house helps, you know, they, they become so, so, so important in the life of the child that they can transfer a curse or a blessing to that child even. Amen. Yeah. So we spoke about four people. Then number five is a witch doctor. A witch doctor. A witch doctor in Ghana, we don't call them witch doctors. We call them juju men, fetish priests, I don't know, native doctors, you know, witches, wizards. As for them, it is their profession. (laughs) Their profession is to pronounce curses. So they've opened a shop. If you want to curse somebody, come. Yeah. So somebody can just hate you and then the person wants to pronounce a curse on you. Maybe in your office, your colleague and you've been promoted and he's envious. So he wants to pronounce a curse on you. So he goes to the witch doctor uh, and then tells him what he wants him to do. Then he tells him, I need you to bring me his shoe and then I need you to bring me his singlet and I need you to bring me his comb or hair yeah you see so the friend will become very nice with you very nice with you then come to your house then she'll take your brazier then she'll take your shoe she'll take your something go to your room collect the hair from your comb put it in a bag and go to this professional kesa then he will make a a concoction so the bible says that there is no enchantment against Jacob and no divination you see an enchantment and a divination it is an intentional curse prepared you see bring me the head of a vulture bring me this bring me the leg of an ant bring me the teeth of a lion 
then we put it together and then we make something then we'll pronounce the person's name so what yeah, yeah. what is her name she's called um araba lucy then they will say okay so take the pot mention her name three times say araba lucy araba lucy araba lucy hey that is why sometimes when we are praying over you we declare that when they call your soul it will not respond Amen. in the name of jesus Amen. yeah when they call your soul from the bottom of the sea it will not respond in the name of jesus Amen. yeah when they command your spirit to appear in a mirror it will not appear in the name of jesus yeah when they call your spirit fire shall answer Amen. yeah thunder shall answer is why you have to put yourself under God well. Yeah. You have to put yourself under God well. In other words, they saw the whole Yeah. Because, you know, some of the things you didn't, this is even worse than the Jericho guy's children. This one there, you are just from somewhere. The person is even not related to you. You see, and the thing about envy and jealousy is that it can just decide that it doesn't like you. You say, I don't know why this guy, I don't like her. I don't like her. Her skin, rashes should come on her. So she becomes your friend, becomes your friend. Then she takes your something. Or she'll do something. Or she'll throw something on you. Ah, you see that suddenly, black spots, black spots, pimples things are coming uncontrollable that is why you should always be excited when there's an anointing service when there's an opportunity to do something for a blessing you see the bible says in malachi that when you pay your tithe the devourer cannot have access to you and the devourer he can devour look i have a friend in the hospital now something is devouring his leg going the leg is vanishing hey atopaseri go and visit him for me if you go into his life you will see that the devourer has access because certain barriers that can be raised by the payment of tithes, by the payment of offerings, have not been raised. So the devourer has access. You see? Yeah. So witch doctors, I'm talking about witch doctors, witches, wizards, um, native doctors, etc., etc., malams, juju men, you see, they can pronounce a curse on you. Yeah. So that is why every morning you should wake up, you should pray. And then you say, every curse that has been sent to me, I return it to sender Amen. in the name of Jesus. You see, when you don't understand these things, when you hear some people praying, you think that the people are being uh, to something. What is this return to sender? Back to sender. And all those things. Share. This table tennis ball coming to you, you should not return it. You shouldn't play it. He said, the ball coming in the name of Jesus. I command it, go back. Go back. Go back. Some people, you know, witches will tell you stories. If they go in the night to the witch market, they buy sickness. And come and place it on their relatives. Hey! That is why if you hear, next week we are having communion service. You should say, I am included. I'm coming for the communion. Amen every sickness that have been purchased for you and usually they buy sicknesses like epilepsy tuberculosis um, leukemia those are the type of sickness they sell on that market yeah it's a wild market it's different from second D market 
the things that they are selling there. And when they sell it, then they will email it to you. In the days of spiritual Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. <laughs> pa! It's coming. And you are not praying. When was the last time you prayed? After we finished the fasting, was that the last time you prayed? That is why Saturday morning we say we are meeting here three hours to pray. You better come and join us. Yeah. You better come and join us. If for nothing at all, we have lighted fire around ourselves. What the enemy has sent to us cannot rest upon us. Amen. So these are people through whom blessings and curses. The last person who transmits blessings and curses is yourself. Self-imposed curses and self-imposed blessings. Usually the problem is the curse. Self-imposed curses and self-imposed blessings. Give us Proverbs 6 2. We are ending with this. Self-imposed. You yourself, you speak it on yourself. You speak it on your marriage. Hmm? You look at your husband and then you say a bad thing about him. You look at your wife and you say a bad thing about her. You look at your marriage and you say that, hmm, if I have ever made a mistake in my life, it is this. Why do you use your mouth to say those things about yourself? Why do you look at yourself in the mirror and declare that you don't think that you will ever be married? You don't think that anybody will like you. When you look at yourself, you don't think anybody will like you. <laughs> Somebody will like you. Amen. Just that you are binding yourself. Uh, thou art snared with the words of thy mouth and thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. What are you saying? What have you been saying? I said, what have you been saying? Wow. When you read the Bible, you read the story of, I believe it's Rachel. And Rachel, you know, if Rachel didn't give herself a postcard, Rachel stole. She stole her father's gods. And then the father, the husband, said something. But he didn't know it was his wife. And she died. But I think that... Um, self-imposed curses this would be a very good example israel is an example they said let the curse of jesus be on them on their children children eh? so the things you are saying about your business the thing you are saying about your life the thing you are saying about your children you see you are placing curses on them placing curses on your life amen stop saying negative things about yourself stop saying um, bad things about yourself Say good things about yourself. Amen. Begin to prophesy and speak blessings upon your own life. You, you must say, I will live, I will not die. Amen. You will say, I will be the head and not the tail. Amen. You must say those things on yourself regularly. Amen. Every morning, just like paracetamol, you just line up some scriptures and then you just quote them to yourself, quote them to yourself, wherever the soles of your feet shall step. I remember many years ago, I used to drive an Opel Vectra and I would drive to Gamont. And then I would go into the Camot showroom. And when I would enter the showroom, we open the door and enter. See, there's a way to enter a room that they won't sack you. <laughs> so if you enter such a room, they will sack you. They say, what are you looking for? We don't sell both roads here. No. <laughs> you see? So I would enter. I went. I sat in the Toyota Prado. I remember it was a Toyota Prado Land Cruiser. And then... I asked the people, I said, can I sit in the car? So yeah, you can sit in the car. So I sat in the car, then I removed my shoes. Then there's a scripture in, I think it's, it's Joshua, it's Joshua chapter 1. He said, wherever the soles of your feet shall tread, 
then you shall possess in the name of Jesus. So I'll go to mechanical Lloyd. I'll open the BMW service series. I'll sit inside and I'll, it's like I'm inside. Then I'll move my leg from my slippers, place it in the car, place my hands on the stair, and I claim the car. I claim this car in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Like you are a mad person. Yeah. So can I open the bonnet? When I open the bonnet and I stand on, you see, it's a good position. You put your hands on the, on the bonnet like that. Then as I'm looking through, I say, in the name of Jesus, I claim this car. <laughs> Whether I have it or not, well, but you see, I believe. Yeah, and many years, many years from then, I drive a Toyota Prado, actually. So it means that my BMW is also on the way. When you see me driving it, don't think that uh, I have long ago, I have got to claim it. Amen. Long ago. Long ago. You are fighting with somebody over a land. You better go there in the night also. Sometimes you should fight the things. Midnight, you land there, remove your shoes and walk on the land. And quote the verse. Where the source of my feet shall tread, there I shall possess in the name of Jesus. Anoint the earth. Hey! They say, hey, Papa, no, bow. Up at midnight. The mouth said, No, I don't think that I like this land again. <laughs> Put your hands together and stand to your feet. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, clap for Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Close your eyes. I want you to pray for yourself and especially on the last point you want to say Lord if I have said anything that I shouldn't have said out of pain out of ignorance for your scripture says that for lack of knowledge my people are destroyed you say Lord forgive me and I reverse the negative things that I have said about my life if you can remember some of them actually say it some of you said to yourself many years ago you said that you will never marry. You don't want trouble. You saw your mother suffering in marriage. And one day, when your father finished beating her and she was bleeding, you went to your room and out of pain, you said to you, you said aloud that I will never marry. I will never marry. I will never marry. And you find yourself 15 years later, you are struggling to get married. I think there's somebody here like that. You just want to say, Lord, forgive me for all things I've said foolishly against my own life. And against the things that you have blessed me with. Speak to God right now, everybody. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Forgive me for the things that I've said that I shouldn't have said. Forgive me for the things that I've said in ignorance. The things I've said in stupidity. The things I've said that I shouldn't have said, oh Lord. Father, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, hear the cries of your children. Hear the prayer of your children, Lord. Father, have mercy on us, O God, in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak as a pastor and as a man of God over their life. Father, I declare that every curse over their life that has been ministered to them by circumstances, by mistakes 
and by the evil eye and the evil heart of their enemies I speak a superior blessing over their life may the curse be undone over their life may the curse be broken in the name of Jesus and may a blessing come into their life to nullify the effect of the curse in the name of Jesus Father deliver them O God from every form of bondage Father may they know joy may they know peace and happiness Father I pray that in their life it looks like darkness is raining but Father I speak sunshine I say may the sun shine I say may the sun shine in their life O God in the name of Jesus I thank you that the financial curse is broken O God and Lord, as they take a decision from today, Father, to always bring you an offering and to pay their tithe, I revoke the curse that came over them for the actions that they took that has brought it over their life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Father, I speak multiplication anointing over them. May they be multiplied. May they increase in every aspect of their life. May there be an abundance. May there be an overflow. In the name of Jesus, I bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. God, I leave to my head in we believe you've been blessed by this message. For copies of this message, visit our Vision Bookshop at our church premise near Wampo One. I worship you. Would you sing it with me? I worship you, great I-